Germany is known for its Mercs, Beamers, Porsches, Wursts, Schnitzels, immaculate engineering, robust perfection, and wonderful people. Today, I'm going to introduce you to one of its most incredible citizens, my good friend and someone I look up to, Linda Susan Witzel. We know her as the lean, mean German machine in our cohort at the Wade Institute, but Linda is more than that. She's a fierce, independent, driven, and dedicated woman, dedicated to improving the lives of others, a true inspiration and budding entrepreneur. She's a symbol for women around the globe who want to do something to change the world. She's also a kickboxer, so I wouldn't want to get on her bad side. Enjoy our journey from a small town in Germany to Shanghai, lots of places in between, and finally to Melbourne. We're both passionate about education. In fact, before we all joined the Wade Institute, a Facebook group was created. I saw her post introducing herself, and I instantly knew that I just had to work with her. I've since been grateful enough to have worked with her and pushed her through a trolley in a drive through lane. This was, of course, market research we were both doing to conduct and launch a rewards program for local farmers markets across Australia. We've worked on two projects together, and she's already launched her very first startup, Bucketeer. With immense pleasure and extreme gratitude, I'm very grateful to have Linda on our podcast today. Linda Shub Skun. Welcome to the podcast today and thank you so much for your time. I cannot wait to hear the wonderful stories that we have in store today to end a month dedicated to women with one of the most dynamic ladies I know. So, you've had quite the global journey, Linda. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you've been and what you're passionate about. Yeah, hi RG, my friend. Thanks so much for having me. In your wonderful podcast, I feel very honored, and thanks for the fantastic intro. Um, about... Well, it's it's the truth. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so I was born in Germany and raised in a very small village with only eleven thousand inhabitants. There was oh, wow. much going on. Um, quite interesting is that my parents actually moved to the west of Germany after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Mm, um, and they took my grandma with them, um, my mom's mother, um, and my brother, of course. I've got an older brother. <laughs> <laughs> but this is basically my very small family. Um, and my brother is 12 years older than I and he left home um, when he was 16. So you could actually say that I'm a single child uh -huh. in the sense <laughs> that me and my grandma and my parents at home. Um, yeah, so I would just be outside as much as I can and play, climb trees. Um, in summer, you would find me at the local public pool, swimming all day long or in the lakes. Um, so it was a really nice childhood, very enjoyable. I had many friends. Mm. Um, was that just... sounds lovely. 
it was yeah it really was um but then when i was at the teenager age which is often not very easy mm -hmm. <laughs> um school was sort of annoying um and it was a lot of exploration like what do i like who am i uh, all those essential questions mm -hmm. um, and honestly with my family i wouldn't travel a lot so um, when i was 16 and 17 i went on some trips with my girlfriends um, and girls I, exactly <laughs> that's it and i enjoyed that very much um, and I felt deep inside me the longing for more. So when it then got to the final year at high school, I asked myself, okay, what am I going to do? <laughs> what are my interests? And in Germany, you have to pick two intensive courses in which you have your final exams. Mm. And my subjects were social science and English. Um, mm -hmm. And I was very much into politics. And I actually wanted to join a party. Really? Is that yeah. for real? <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm very glad that I didn't. I so am I. I am very glad about that too. You were not made for politics, Linda. <laughs> all the things and the rich culture that you come from, I certainly don't think politics would do you justice but anyway continue we 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 digress <laughs> uh yeah i was so lucky and glad that i listened to my brother who said you're gonna change your opinion and your values a lot but joining a party is really something it's almost like a tattoo on your body that you can uh -huh. never get rid of mm. and it's true but it really led me to my choice of studying European studies um, in the Netherlands and in English. So um, I found this program and it's really about political science, economics, sociology, European law. Mm -hmm. And they are different. Um, so you could have studied in Berlin, but the focus was more on culture. And in the Netherlands, in also a very small town, let's mm -hmm. say, uh, the focus was on politics. So that's why I moved when I was 19 to the Netherlands oh. um, to, to do my bachelor's degree. And it was really fantastic. I don't regret it at all. Um, good times. Mm -hmm. And it was the only university that had a has a campus like the ones in america so you could live on campus and have all the facilities and so many activities uh -huh. and i would join the gym and all the other sporty activities they would have on offer and just mm -hmm. try it all all the different things um and i stick to boxing uh, I really fell in love with boxing mm -hmm. and that's what I'm still doing. Yeah, clearly. And I definitely wouldn't get on your bad side because <laughs> you've stuck to the fitness regimen and I can vouch for that. And you've still stuck to it, which is really admirable. Oh, well, I do have my bad days as well, honestly. <laughs> it's not always easy. 
I, I can only imagine. Right. So, well, that's nice to hear that, you know, the Netherlands had had those kinds of facilities. And what next? Right. So within my study program, I did a minor degree in international management because I felt like having the business aspects of um, global, you know, trading and, you know, globalization was a big topic at that time. Um, still is, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, now with a different perspective on it, I think it's rather moving towards the um, environmental aspects of it rather than mm-hmm. being super efficient all the time. <laughs> which is nice to see mm-hmm. um, so for that program i had to do an internship abroad but not just anywhere but in a non-western country ah interesting and at that point i was like okay non-western country <laughs> they're not what does it mean like what is the definition um so literally it's just not america australia or europe if you will uh-huh. so for some reason i was really interested in china um as a big global play player on mm-hmm. the world and um also if i've mentioned before i haven't been abroad like far away from home so mm-hmm. i was really longing for experiencing the strange and something that yeah. i have never experienced before and somehow china popped up to my mind immediately so that's all i wanted like i, I wanted to do everything possible to go to china and spend some time there and so this this was an internship um, that you then went and did in china exactly so it was really hard to find an internship um you would have to contact agencies and they are for i don't know 500 euros um to get it going then it's not even guaranteed to get an internship and you know as a student um money is um scarce (laughs) (laughs) as we all know so that wasn't an option but uh, I kept on talking to as many people as possible at uni uh, activated all my networks and then my one of my professors happened to know someone who knows someone and we got in touch and there we go I, I went for the internship I did also some backpacking in Southeast Asia and then returned after half a year to finish my bachelor degree and I was offered a job at the same company where I did my internship so it was a great yes and turned out very well actually fantastic and um throughout this kind of journey from throughout Europe over to, to Asia where did you find your passion and and what were you passionate about that led you to that eventual job in Shanghai exactly so it was really understanding that it's not about politics anymore and discussing things debating and what's right or wrong or what like it was more important to me 
to deal with people and um, connect people, um, understand why they are behaving in certain ways, what does culture have to do with it, um, what are different values in different cultures, and the different lives that we experience um, depending on where we are in the world. Mm. So it's more about getting to know people from different cultures and um, that leads to education. So because I was working as an education manager and program coordinator at schools and closely with Chinese kids, um, I could experience the differences um, in education systems and I just felt that knowledge and, you know, your education, your whole, your whole life is mm -hmm. about learning. And mm -hmm. I really am passionate about that and have a love for learning in general. And that is something that is really important for me. And also to give the opportunity to others because like I myself from Germany, I'm very privileged in the sense that it's not even a question to go to school and have a good education. It's like mm -hmm. the standard, but it's not everywhere like that. And yeah. Yeah, I think recognizing that is, you know, the first step to really understanding that problem. I think a lot of people find themselves in in what may appear to be a bubble of privilege, but not acknowledge the fact that that bubble even exists and the mm -hmm. fact that you did that is is great and you overcame it and you know you did something about it so kudos mm -hmm. and you know you're an icon in my opinion with as much as I've learned about you for women everywhere so I know you have a dream around a, a kickboxing mm -hmm. for women so tell us a little bit about that son. of course I'm happy to share so now that I'm here in Melbourne studying at the Wade Institute, a Master of Entrepreneurship, um, it got me thinking a lot about what I want, what I'm passionate about. And I moved here for the next challenge in my life. Um, and, but this also brings you back to your roots and really what what's important to you so i did a lot of brainstorming on ideas on what i could what sort of business i would want to have and start so i came up with the idea of a global boxing network for young girls which is really about building a community and connecting um young women from all over the world mm -hmm. and it's about empowering them, boosting their confidence and teaching them self-defense, educating them how exercising can help them relieving stress and what stress actually is, what it does in your body. Mm -hmm. And boxing is typically a very male-dominated sport. Mm -hmm. and Indeed. <laughs> I experienced it myself. So... 
for instance, I went to the Philippines by myself with only a backpack and my boxing gloves um, for three weeks and I joined a boxing gym there uh -huh. and I was training four hours a day, um, two hours in the morning, then we would um, have a nap and eat, go to the beach, have fun and then return to the gym to have another two hours of mm. Uh, training that and sounds rigorous <laughs> it was the best time of my life seriously but on my way i've met so many people and especially the locals would say hey you are a pretty girl and look at your hands how can you do boxing with them that's like they couldn't understand why i would do it and it's sports you know um <laughs> it's like in school girls are meant to wear pink clothes and mm. boys are blue yep. <laughs> you know? yep. but I don't agree like you can do whatever you feel like doing and you've got the power in yourself so be brave enough and be confident have self-trust and just go out there and do your thing do what you love love what you do um, and I want to get this message out there, especially to countries where the roles between men and women are still um, very, well, conservative, let's say. Hmm. Yeah, so I want to change that. And that is a huge, <laughs> huge project that I have in mind. Um, but it's still there and i'm still trying to figure out how to do that but that's, that's absolutely phenomenal and i think if there's one thing the listeners take away from it today is that you know you have if linda can change the status quo so can you um and if not punch your way through it um so yeah, i think that's that's just that's just beautiful and if there's any way i can ever help you with that please count me in um, I will duck every single punch you throw at me, but I will support you because I truly admire the strength you have. And now you're an absolute fitness freak, and I'm not. I'm not over over exaggerating that part. Um, what keeps you motivated, Linda, to 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 be the best you, to be as fit as possible, and you know, to uplift everyone around you? What what keeps you motivated to do that? <laughs> I'm not too sure about all that. I'm trying my best. That's all I'm saying. Um, as I've mentioned before, it's not always easy. There are bad days as well. Mm -hmm. But it's about setting your own goals that are really independent on everything and everyone else around you. It's like what do you want to achieve and how can you achieve it? And it's okay to have a day without doing anything and just feel lazy. Like that's just human and um, do the best that you can. Um, what keeps me motivated is the feeling that I get after a nice workout. Like it's hard work. Um, and you you have to get up and do it just do it as nike as nike says <laughs> yes it's true 
Um, but after a good workout session, whatever it is, it can be yoga, it can be boxing, mm. um, or just going for a walk. It is about feeling good about yourself and it's about your overall well-being. And for me, I just know that it can really stress um, and I put it in my schedule, you know. Um, you have so many meetings in your calendar every day, back-to-back -back Zoom meetings. That is a new reality. Yep. Why don't you put a meeting in your calendar for yourself? You're having a date, whatever it is. Not everyone has to do sports or exercising, uh -huh. but find what you like, what you love to do, what makes you feel better, and schedule it in. Spend at least... 30 minutes and that's not even enough in my opinion i haven't looked at it that way before to be honest you know having a having a meeting with myself i think i might do that i've put on a couple quarantine pounds if you will and i think yeah. i need to get get rid of them I, that's that's i've never thought of it that way i'm, I'm going to do that i'm going to put my money where my mouth is and do that i'm going to put a put a slot on my calendar for myself every day going forward <laughs> have you ever thought of how anti-social it actually is to go to the movies together in a group you go there and sit and watch a movie you cannot <laughs> you just eat your popcorn and drink your drink and after the movie is finished you leave and you go and wow. you even have a conversation <laughs> You so really do shine a new light on the world, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but think about it. It's true. Mm. Yeah, well, that's that's amazing. And I think um, the, the one way that I truly believe we can possibly part with today's, today's call is, you know, what is your advice for young women out there based on the challenges that you faced as a woman? Because... Mm you've reached to wherever you are today not without those challenges and i think many people may look at you today and say oh wow you know that's that's fantastic but it's the journey that counts so what really is is your advice for for young women out there and that stems from challenges you've faced hmm That's a good one. Um, first of all, believe in yourself. And whenever you feel lost, don't worry. It's all gonna be fine. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like not very easy to do, but mm. no one said that it's ever gonna be easy. Um, Shay, I agree. Yeah, it's part of the journey. Um, and I felt lost so many times and I still do quite a lot but it's it gets better <laughs> every year and it's about your experiences and your learnings and the good and bad they will all make you to a great person the person that you are and don't beat yourself up for not having everything planned out step by step Like many people ask you to do, what is your next plan for the next five years? Yeah. Um, it's good to know what you want and think about your values. Um, but it can things can change and that's life. And 
on that ask questions <laughs> it's such a simple thing but don't be afraid yeah. there are no stupid questions out there just ask them you can ask and approach people <laughs> i don't know over facebook or linkedin um whatever the questions is or even your closer surrounding like your family and friends or um parents of your friends that are working in a special industry or whatnot but ask all the questions and also if someone tells you something just don't just take it um think about it for your independently as well and i don't know do your research and another advice <laughs> from my grandma is read as much as you can. That is the best education. <laughs> That I, is, I don't think I could agree more. Like read the news, read blogs, read novels, um, whatever it is. But then think about it. How does it help you, you personally, seek the answers that you need by being proactive about it and just don't just sit there and wait for it so you can do it and have some self-trust and you're gonna be fine and yeah enjoy the journey it's uh, yeah wow yeah i think and it's so important what you said you know ask the question we're always so afraid to ask and i think um i speak on behalf of our entire wade cohort um <laughs> the two of us are the loudest mouths in every in every lecture because you more so than me um, we're always asking questions no matter what it is if, if we're not um, happy with the concept or if there's even a little bit of gray space you know we're not afraid to ask those questions and that's something which I really hope everyone starts doing because the power of asking questions no matter how trivial they may appear to be is just it's it's like a domino effect because you might be asking something someone else wants the answer to but may not have the courage to ask up front yeah. um, so not are you not only are you helping yourself but you know those around you um so I, those are some beautiful golden words of advice really and i think that's that's a beautiful beautiful way to to conclude today's uh, today's episode and linda i think I've learned more about you today than I had in the past. I think um, it's been eight or so months. And, you know, just thank you so much for, for sharing and having the openness to share. I think the listeners, especially young women out there, will have, you know, so much to, to take from you, from what we've spoken about today. And I really wish you and everyone out there all the best. So all I can really say is thank you so much for your time. I'm incredibly grateful and I cannot wait to work with you and alongside you on your journey in whatever way I can in the coming future. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and yeah, thank you. <laughs> That was Trub, as I endearingly call Linda, which means cute person in German. I really hope that Linda's advice resonates with everyone listening and that you go out there and chase your dreams. To end Women's Month and usher in the beauty that is spring, 
I leave you all with the words of Michelle Obama. Always stay true to yourself and never let what somebody else says distract you from your goals. Until next time, alvida dosto.